Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Join Tyler and his team as they unlock the secrets to achieving financial independence through wealth building strategies inspired by Robert Kiyosaki and other thought provoking leaders. Learn to build leveraged streams of cash flow that land in your pocket and improve your quality of life. Gain access to cutting-edge ideas that will increase your productivity and streamline your success. Find out how to supercharge your retirement plan so you won't have to retire with a pay cut. You can escape the rat race. Are you ready? It's time to Learn to Earn with Tyler Sheff. Welcome to the Cashflow Guys podcast. It's that time again. It is Friday morning if you're listening bright and early. And we are here at another episode of the Cashflow Guys podcast. I got something special for you guys this week, something that you've probably, it's a little blast from the past. And I got to tell you, last time this guest was on the show was way back in episode 19. Episode 19 went out on April 15th of 2016. To me, that seems like a decade ago. It's only been a year but I can tell you it seems like it's been 10 years ago, but it's been a great period of time in between. So with us today on the show, I've got both Eva and Aaliyah, uh, friends of mine from the local Tampa Bay market. So I'm going to go ahead and and, and uh, <laughs> say hi to Aaliyah because here we're, we're here in the studio. And so welcome, Aaliyah. Hi, Tyler. Thank you for having us back. Now, yeah, Eva's here. His, yeah, Eva's here. His Drop dead beautiful. This woman is an angel. I got to tell you, you are a lucky guy. Yeah, she's an angel. She's putting up with me, so she must be an angel. Exactly. <laughs> but the fact that you're still living and she hasn't strangled you, I'm impressed. <laughs> no, but these these two are our local. I'll call them you guys the the millennial power couple. Uh, people call Jill and I the power couple, but you guys truly are. Um, and we were talking earlier before we started recording about how uh, how well you guys complement each other, which we'll get into here in the episode, but. A little bit of housekeeping, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you that are listening. I wanted to remind you about our Facebook group. We've had a lot of good, a lot of people joining lately, and I think you're getting some value from there. You're going to see me and a lot of the guests that are on the show spending more time on the Facebook group, the Facebook community. The purpose of the Facebook community is the way, number one, that I can interact with you directly via Facebook. And more importantly, a lot of my students, people that have gone through my coaching program, people that uh, have been on the show, people that are out there doing the work, getting the deals done, people like Ava and Aaliyah, people like Larry Harbold, people that are, are people that I look up to are part of that community. They are there to help you. So join that community. It's absolutely free of charge. And don't forget to do that. And lastly, our new Patreon page is up for those of you that a lot of people have reached out and said, how can we give back to you, Tyler? So I came back from PodFest recently in Orlando and we learned about the Patreon setup, which is a way for people to go and make donations towards helping us uh, uh, handle the management and the processing of the Cashflow Guys podcast. As I'm sure you realize, it is not free to do. We got professional studio and all the different costs to go with it. So if you want to make a donation to the Cashflow Guys podcast, you can do that by going to cashflowguys.com forward slash donate. That goes directly to our Patreon page. We're offering some premium level content members only stuff there to the folks that are kind enough to make a small donation. We greatly appreciate it and it does help us uh, do things right and use professional editors and it allows me to spend a little more time on providing you quality content because I can hire vendors and whatnot to help me put out this content once we get it out to you. So thank you in advance for taking part of that. But let's go ahead and get started. I, guys, it's been, it's been a year, hasn't it? Yep. So... 
this, uh, you know, just to kind of recap where we were last last time is we went through the the story and it was a great story. It was it was it's probably it's been really one of my best episodes. Thank you. It's between you and Paige Panzarello, my partner in the note business. Everybody loves Paige too, so you got some stiff competition. Okay, cool. I accept that. Yeah, yep. but uh, people love the story. You came here. You did. You weren't afraid of the grit. You weren't afraid to do the work. You, you got here. You didn't show up with a sack full of money. You showed up with a sack full of clothes here in the country and at the time you even were still learning the language right that's what we've been saying in the last episode that we just came here with a lot of passion courage yeah as of right now we can say persistence that's for sure and yeah i mean personal development as we mentioned in the last episode is what got us here the willingness the the we, we had the vision and we knew that to make things happen we just had to go for it and we found our way to make it happen a step at a time as we were going. We didn't have a big plan. We just said, to make it happen, we just got to go day by day doing what we can do as best as we can. So, And that's what we've been doing. No goal of 10,000 doors in six months like no, not stupid exactly. people like me came up with, right? We had a goal, but I mean, I remember talking about it with Jack, was the guy that I mentioned last time we, we were here, got us started. And my goal was to have five properties free and clear and I thought that there were, that that was all there was to real estate, owning property free and clear, and rent them out. Right. Even though we started by flipping, but again, that's just part of the process. We all did, man. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody did. Yeah, not a shame of it, but now understanding the options that are around is the activity that we enjoy the least. So understanding that that wasn't all that there was to the game. I remember the first thing you told me: you get there, but not the way you think you will. Right. And he explained me that uh, something that you mentioned in your podcast and something that Larry always talks about, if you have the possibility to own five free and clear properties, why should you? With right. the same amount of money, you can acquire much more real estate and create much more income, lowering your risk in each property. Because instead of having one property worth, just to give you numbers, 100000 free and clear, which require you $100,000 of your money, then my cash flow... $1,200 a month grows because you've got taxes and insurance, even if it's paid off, you can acquire at least 10 properties with 10000 down and have at least $200 a month net from those, which is more than 1200 gross. So that's how we got out of our one of the very first meeting with Jack, and we said, ah. Yeah, amazing what can happen. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> the I power of about. leverage. <laughs> right. And you know, I'll tell you is that I have people call me several times a week that have flat out, they don't understand. I, they will not get over the idea of paying cash. Right. It's uh, that, for us, it was easy. We didn't have any. So right, I mean, seriously. Yeah. Your options were limited. Yeah, the temptation like, was very little for us. Oh, paying cash? I'll be back in 20 years. <laughs> right, right. I mean, we never even put down as much as 10000 in any of our deals. Actually, that's a lie. We did it in one of the most recent deals. Okay. But so far, we got one with three, one with five, one with eight, and so forth. But yeah, 10000 we never got that far out. And it was one of the last. That, that is not a creative financing. We, it wasn't a lease option, which what it's, it is the tool that we like the most. Right. It wasn't an owner financing, which is something that we love do that we that we're doing that we love doing. It was uh, just a cash acquisition that uh, we borrow money on, and we had to put down that much money. So, but just because we got to this point by now, and that's something that we're able to do, and we we wouldn't do if it was more than that anyway. So. Right. 
So you've gone through it, I know, because I've sat there with you. Gone, you've gone through Larry's uh, Never Step Into a Bank program before. You've been a student of Larry's for a while. You've been yeah, we took student. all his classes yeah. from the very beginning. There was a class that he no longer does. I think it was something about the beginners. It was just a day, I guess. And we took them all. I mean, we, yes. And the, the deal with Larry, I guess, I don't know if he still does it, but when we started, you can go back for free every time. You, he still does it. Even so for, though I tell him as his marketing guy, that's probably not a good plan. He still continues so to do So we that. go back all the time, and every time we meet more people, he updates his material, so it's a new experience for us and for him. And uh, we get there, and we get to implement the class because we interact with each other. He interacts with the students. So it's a huge amount of information all the time not only refreshing the whole, but it's updating his materials and it's extremely inspirational for us because we get to compare with who we were and who we are right. and with people that are younger or older than we are coming from all over the US and you get to see that there are people that have been doing what we're doing for like 40 years and they don't have the techniques or the tools such as the land trust in place that for us are just common to use in the daily activity, the business, the, the way we do business. I can tell you the wisdom that I've learned over a, a pile of cheap mall food at lunchtime at one of the Larry Harbold seminars that really doesn't even come from Larry. I mean, he, he does a great job the other eight hours that you're there. But just from the other people, some of the people that go to there, that these guys have been doing it, like you said, 40 years, and they still come to hear Larry speak. Of course. Because even they take away something new every time, and I think that's awesome. I didn't want to turn into a Larry Harbold commercial. I apologize for that, but... I just can't get enough of it. it it's, oh, we owe me that much. I mean, we learned a lot from him, so that's the least that we, Eve and I, can, can oh, do at least. God, yeah. It's it's amazing. You, you, you hire someone to train you, but you feel so compelled with what they give you, especially when you use it. And, and I know you spend a lot of time thanking everybody else for what taking the time to teach you, boy, the Pete Fortunato and John Schaub and, and Jack and all the other people that have, have spent time and energy. Mark, Mark, a uh, good friend of yours that's taking, and ours that's, that's doing that helping you out, but realistically, none of that would have mattered if you wouldn't have first taken the action to yes, get going. That's what we said in the last episode. We said that we didn't found, we didn't find these people. We attracted them. Yes. In the beginning, many of these, of course, were skeptical. They see uh, foreign couples, young foreign couples, barely speaking the, the language, especially me, Evo, has always been fluent. And they were kind of skeptical. You know, they didn't give us much credit. Right. But over time, we just made it happen and we saw that they saw that we were hanging in there despite all difficulties adversities we were just doing our best with what we had and what we had and what we have is keep growing as far as knowledge as far as passion and as far as financial power so we are players just like they are and we are becoming so because of their help as well of course so i think and and i and correct me if i'm wrong here you've I've watched your, your success grow over time, and, and you've always maintained a core value of you just do honorable business. There's no other option for you. You're not going to misrepresent the facts. You're not going to state things that aren't true. You're not going to do deals that are shady and questionable. They're creative, but everybody understands what's going on. Everybody gets the deal. And for you, you've learned and you've mastered the art of, of creating a true win-win scenario to where you win, but so does the other party. Right. That that I would divide our path in two major steps. First of all, there was personal development, which mm -hmm. is something that I always work on. And that's what got us here, what got us the vision, the mentality, the endurance to face difficult situations. 
Then there was the professional development, and that was the part through which we acquired the knowledge, the methods, the methods, the methods, mm-hmm. the tools yep. through which we are investing in real estate, mm-hmm. the know-how. And now we are improving other aspects of the professional development, such as negotiation and marketing. Because you can have, this is an example that I often bring up, you can have the best restaurant in town that nobody's coming to eat into your place unless they know that you're open. Exactly. So we can be as honorable, as honest, as good as we can be in providing the services that we offer to sellers, mm-hmm. but nobody's going to pick up the phone and call us unless they know that we are around. So we are improving our marketing, and uh, once that we get the possibility to, to meet with people, we are encouraged by their feedback because they see how, how valuable we are. We just sit down with people. The goal is always to understand what their situation is, what is their goal, what they're, they're, try, what they're trying to achieve with the sale of their properties. And then, as you said, we just work out a scenario together with the seller right. that's beneficial for both parties. So let me clarify. You've, you've done several deals now in the last year. Correct. The number doesn't even matter. The, the, you've done enough deals to where you don't even, you, you were supporting yourselves originally by selling things on eBay and Craigslist <laughs> and whatnot, right? Right. I've been there. I've done it. I made, I made a nice wage out of a dumpster. The only reason shop. why I'm laughing is because before coming back, for this interview today, Eva and I, we were listening to the interview we recorded last year. Right. And there have been experiences, scenarios that we shared on last ep- episode right. that we personally forgot about because we're doing so much better now. And it was kind of funny because seriously, we've been through that and I forgot about it. I didn't even remember how See? difficult it was. And that's the benefit of podcasting. It's recorded wow. forever, so you can just keep going. And I'm a, I'm a disciplined student. I right. got a journal. I write things <laughs> down every day. I revise it every week and every month, and sometime every year. I haven't done it for 2016, as you can tell. Uh-huh. But it was amazing. And yes, th- that's it. We gave up that activity simply because, gratefully, we don't need to do it any longer. Right. So we are finally full-time real estate investors but in the beginning, in order for us to survive in a foreign country with no job, no credit, and in the beginning, no contacts, we had to to, invent, to, to, to create an activity to support ourselves with. So That's you went out, and it's ironic because we're in the middle of it. I'm gonna, I went back to basics because a lot of times you can get all caught up in all these different courses that come out. And I've, been, I've done it myself, and I apologize to my in the last episode is I, I just covered a very intense three-part series on raising capital, getting into securities and exchange regulations and the right way to scale your business, bringing in other people's money and and selling securities and all these advanced topics. But then I realized that a lot of my listeners out there, that's great, and that gives them something to look at, but they got to go back to basics. And and it wasn't, but a couple years ago, you were literally stepping on U.S. soil, all the challenges that you went through, but you're, you're one step at a time, you first developed relationships, then you developed, you built, you got the tools, the knowledge, but you didn't spend, it, it, you didn't let the knowledge piece consume you. And that's what a lot of people, the mistake they make. And I was just having this conversation with some of my partners in businesses that we're not going to take on any new, uh, you know, people tend to get all caught up and I, if I can just get one more course or, or one more this or one more that, and they never actually take the action. Now, what's interesting about your, your progress is, 
you took in the, enough knowledge to see the next step and then you took the next step and we were applying as we were learning yes and that's exactly. what allow, allowed us to retain much more of the knowledge that we were gathering because we were if we were talking about this option we were going on and we were writing the lease option right. of course we had friends that they provided us with the paperwork but that we were editing them and then we were confronting the paperwork that we got from a friend with the paperwork we got from another friend and we were making our own and the same with owner financing and the same with the contract that we signed with the seller when we find the agreement so that's what allowed us to understand more of the paperwork what we were doing and become more efficient in explaining it to the seller which is what allowed us to to work with them because once that they see you confident once that they understand that you know what you're doing and that you're not doing it only for your own gain but you really truly honestly wants to provide them with a service mm -hmm. that's what allow us to to be so successful i, I don't want to hide it i don't want to uh, we yes we're good at what we do because we care to provide good service and people see it right they can and, feel and, it and, and that's great because yeah, it, not, it means that we're doing it right i feel good about what i'm doing well you're not in a, and the thing is you're not in a rush and you talked about before we started recording about you were telling me the story about a, a recent deal you did where you went back and visited the seller four times before right. you were able to get in a contract and a lot of people were going four times i don't got time for that yeah if they won't respond the to my friend of mine who were selling the deal that we're going to be partnering out on this deal with told me stop wasting your time let it go and now we're closing on it together. So exactly. persistent, as I said earlier, persistence. Exactly. Hey, I have people your age that call me and complain that the seller hasn't responded to their text yet. And they're just moving on. It's like, first of all, why are you texting a seller? It happens. And it is frustrating because you, you blame it on you. What did I do wrong? Why is this happening? We, with all the respect, we do target people that for mistake they made or because life happens to us all, they made mistakes in life. That's correct. So some of these mistakes are mistakes that other kind of people wouldn't make. So if they find themselves in a particular situation, sometimes, not all the time, might be because of the person that they are. So these people might not have a reason behind it. They might not have what we call a why. So right. don't ask yourself, why are they doing that? Because they might not have a why. Right. Just move on. Yeah. And that's something that I have to struggle with. Eva helped me a lot with that. Let it go. We're just one contact closer to our next deal. Right. That's the only way that we can look at it if we want to approach our life in a positive way. Because otherwise, if we keep frustrating ourselves with a person that we weren't able to make a deal with, with a person that didn't return our call, with a person that didn't answer our email, we would be just wasting our time instead of focusing on how we could provide the best service we can to the next person we'll be meeting with. There you go. So it's mindset. Back to mindset. Well, yeah, it's back to mindset, but it's also having more than one people person to talk to. And one of the things that I try to teach the students, people are listening to the show is, you know, you really all, it all begins. And this is probably gonna be our next episode. It begins with the database. You got to have people to talk to. If you don't have enough business, if you're not making enough money or any money in real estate, it's because you don't have enough people to talk to. That is the answer for 95% of the problems that you can come up with as a real estate investor. I don't have the money for a deal. Well, you need more people to talk to. I don't have any deals. Well, you need more money to talk to or more people right. to talk to. It all comes back to having an audience, so to speak. Right. Um, now, earlier we talked about you, you, before we started recording, we talked about you got into something that I'm fine. I'm got my toe in right now is vacation rentals. Right. So you went from flipping wholesaling type thing. We started, we were flipping, we were closing right. on houses, fixing them up and reselling them. And then we found out that there was a much more, 
different way. It's not better, better or worse. It's just different priorities. Right. All selling my work for somebody, flipping my work for somebody else, holding on to property is what we like the most, but right. it's not necessarily better or worse. So we started that way. And when we were on uh, the cash flow guys last time, we were at the point where we had a few rental properties that we were re renting out long term. And the cash flow was good, but it wasn't life changing. So we would need many more than what we had at that time for us to have a substantial cash flow shift on our own personal life. And thanks to friends that helped us sharing their ideas, we started doing Airbnb. We said, why don't we, do, why don't we give this a shot? And it did change our life. Our cash flow changed dramatically and we started to invest more money in marketing, which allowed us to meet more people, right. which allowed us to find more deals. The, the whole vacation rental thing is, it's a game changer. I right. mean, it, I am so excited about that, I can't even stand myself. Right. But watching you guys, I mean, you already have the customer service element built in. That's just who you are. That's part of your DNA. It's probably also our, our background. Deva used to be a receptionist. I used to be a waiter. And I am sorry that Eva doesn't want to speak, but I need to take some time to talk about Eva because I don't want to... I'm the, the guy, the, the face of her business, which right. is fine. But Eva is the bone and the soul of what we do. I would agree with that. So she's amazing, <laughs> and it's a pity that she doesn't want to get out of her... How do you say? Out of the comfort zone? Out of the comfort zone to, to share her side of the story. But yeah, together we, for example, as far as marketing, we do a lot of letters right now. Right. So together we hand write the envelopes. We print now what the letter is inside. We used, she used to hand write them, mm -hmm. but due to the volume we're doing now, we wouldn't be able to keep up. So we print them and we hand write the envelopes. And that's what we do together as far as the background. Then right. everything else that is in the background, she takes care of it all. By yourself? Yes. Where are you during this whole process? Well, I am improving myself so that I can be more effective <laughs> when we meet with oh, people. Oh, <laughs> that's a great excuse. Let me write that one down. Jeez, I'm going to tell that one to my wife. I mean, I was busy improving myself at Innisbrook. We've got to be more effective in what we're doing. Yeah. And you want to join me over the country club? <laughs> <laughs> so seriously, we receive phone calls. She gets the phone calls. She records them in our CRM. She puts them in the calendar for when to follow up or when to meet with them. And... I come up just at the meeting. I, I, my play, my, my part of the game comes when I meet with people. Right. She's shy to do that, even though she may be even better than I am. But she comes with me, so she's always a very important part of it because it's not just the bold guy who's trying to make the deal. We're the young couple who's coming out there to understand what would work best for you and see if we can meet your request. Well, she does make you look a lot better, and you know, and people probably do pity her from time to time. Like, I understand that poor woman. I get that. She at has all. to deal with that man. Oh my goodness! I get that a lot. See, eventually, I'll get her speaking up. She'll she'll say like, "No, he's not that bad." <laughs> Friends of mine always say that she's trying to poison me just to get rid of me, but yeah, I'm still well, here. She's so. pretty smart. I think if she wanted that to happen, that would have already happened. <laughs> I'd be talking to her right now, not you. Right. <laughs> so, but this is the least that I can do because she's really amazing, and I said it last time in the interview. I wouldn't even be. I wouldn't even speak English if it wasn't because of her. Right. So let alone be here doing what we're doing. So she's she's crucial in what we're doing. And yeah, that's she pretty awesome. Everything. That's pretty awesome. So she's the now this is interesting because I, I compared it to she's the Christine Harbolt of the equation right. or the Jill. Right. Jill doesn't she Jill doesn't mind being on the podcast, but it's not something that it really excites her. It's not her, her thing. Christine, Larry's wife, she does 
She's the initial contact when people, people when Larry does the direct mail and people call back in, they get Christine. And that's mainly because Larry will tell you because he's a just a mean, nasty German old man. <laughs> and when they call on the phone, Larry wants to put him in a headlock and negotiate him. But uh, Christine has more of a soft, gentle approach. And where in this case, you guys are the same thing. And yeah, for us, everything started because of my accent. Now, I still have a very thick and particular accent. But in the beginning, I was much worse, and my sentences probably didn't even make sense all, all the way. I think <laughs> Toastmasters did it. came a long way for you. Yeah, I'm still doing Toastmasters and not going there as often as I could and as often as I should, but it did make a huge difference as far as, you know, getting, even at the meetings, it allowed me to, to gain that comp. I, I always wanted to be a, in, it, in Italian. Right. I don't have any issue in standing in front of a crowd right. and introduce myself and tell people what we're doing. But I knew that I had this language barrier right. that wasn't allow that didn't allow me to express myself as I wanted to. Right. And practicing through Toastmaster allowed me to get rid of this wrong belief, and now I can freely express myself in English as well, even though I might not be as uh, perfect as I might be in Italian. Well, you think about how it relates. I'm more to comfortable. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I think of the parallel there is that you're, as an investor, we have to learn how to negotiate. I tell people this and they cringe. They're like, oh, I don't know how to negotiate. You have to learn because if you can't effectively communicate what your needs are, and this comes down to learning a language or negotiating a deal, if, if you're unable to effectively communicate in English, that makes it difficult for you to feel good about what you're saying. Therefore, you don't want to say much, so you won't accomplish much. So you had to overcome that hurdle. Right. But don't you think, isn't it realistic that going through that, learning the language getting that comfort zone, I can see the direct parallel where you, you become you become a lot better negotiator too because you're very focused on what you're saying because you're speaking in a, in a language that's not your native tongue. Right. So you're very calculated when you speak and you do spend a great deal of time self-improving. I mean, you've read, read, read ugh, I can't speak myself today. You've read some pretty tough reads even for someone who grew up with English and I can tell you one of them is the creature from Jekyll Island. <laughs> let's, it, not go, let's not go there. Yeah, that, that one's a beast, I can tell you. Seriously, but. I'm, I talked about it a friend, to a friend of mine, and uh, we've been, we have some challenges on Facebook, you know, the Heist Bucket Challenge mm -hmm. and the Push Up Challenge, right. and I've been, I, I did them all. We would like to start a challenge about books. Right. Because it's a pity that with all the knowledge that we have out there, people are not reading enough of the right books. There You're are plenty right. of people that read novels, nothing wrong with that. But it's good to dedicate a certain amount of time to not only improve yourself, but to gain knowledge that allow you to have a better understanding of what's going on around us. And one of the challenges we wanted to start, and I, I promise myself I will start, is about reading this book. Because it's a book that Larry suggested me. He talks about it at his class. And I just had to read it. It took me about three months also because I went back to Italy. But mainly because it was a 600 pages book, <laughs> but they're all worth it because we need to know what's really going on. We do. And uh, it's crucial information. I got news for the, a lot of my listeners. I know that because I talk to them uh, when they call in on the Friday calls is that they, um, it's a tough one to flip open. I have a copy of my coffee table and I read it. I read that book every day and I've been going through it. It's been like around a year now and I'm still not done because it's one of those books that you can't just sit down and blast it out. No, you no, gotta, no. It inspires more. It's heavy. It's yeah. heavy as well. I mean, there are things that you might reject. Yeah. Initially. But the issue is that they're facts, so you can go around it. So. But I've recently, okay. it's come out in audio, which I think is huge. Oh. It's a, There's an audio version now through Audible, and you can get it if you get an Audible account for one credit. 
Okay. It, it's 26 hours of wow. audio. It's like, wow. It's like, you know. It's less hours that it would take me to read it. So it's for well, just well, yeah. know, better management of your time. If right. You, Hour a day. Just the way I am, I like to underline. I like to put notes on it. So it's not something that I would enjoy doing. I'd rather invest more of my time and enjoying the process. Exactly. So, exactly. Right. That's just but, me. For you now, you've done these. You've done several deals now, and and mm -hmm. you have not used the bank yet, have you? No, we don't have. We don't even have a credit, and as of right now, we don't even want to build one. It might be controversial. Right. There are many investors, friends that are telling us you're missing out a lot. It's not the right way to do it, right? I understand. We've been doing so well so far. That is just, especially after reading the book. Yeah, I don't want to do that seriously. No, no. <laughs> so I think I, you're onto something there. I, I might, you know, I might give up some of uh, some profit, some money on the table. But why are we making money? We're making money to live a better life yes. and be happy about ourselves. Yes. So I don't necessarily need more money to feel better about myself. I just need to feel better about myself. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, so far we don't have a credit. We might not build one, and it's good this way because again we've been able to to do more and more deals. We found financial friend that in the beginning we were asking for money. Now there are friends that are asking, why didn't you call me to finance you on that deal? So that's great. I exactly. mean, these kind of friends are never enough. Don't get me wrong. Exactly. Exactly. But it's good to to be here now, and it took us a while. So it's it, good. You're willing to work with people because one of the things I, I ask from time to time with people, I think I asked you last time, is how can the audience help you and I know a lot of people are scared about getting started and maybe sometimes doing a deal, finding a financial friend or finding somebody else who's already out there doing it. Somebody like you, for example, if they've got some money sitting in their IRA and they want to do something, right? maybe you, having you get, help them through a deal or getting through the first stages to kind of chip the, the ice off the statue, of so to speak, that you're open to something like that for people of, in the right scenario. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, this is what I'm talking about when I talk about mentors. It doesn't, it, the mentor, it does, isn't really, when I say that, I don't mean the guy in the fancy suit with driving the Lamborghini at the, at the uh, seminar who tells you about how the 60,000 units that he claims to own, it's the real people that are out there in the field doing deals. These are the people that you align yourself with, that you set up some sort of a mentorship arrangement. And my mentor taught me, that, that one of my mentors, Jay Massey, taught me, you do your first deal for experience and you do the rest of your deals for profit. And you find good people like Ava and Leah that are out there learning too, because nobody has all the answers. And right. when somebody comes to you folks and says, I, I, I got it all. We got, I got all the answers. You're covered wrong. I would run screaming the other direction. I, every time I write an offer, even if for an apartment building, that doesn't make me a smarter, better investor. It just means that I'm willing to take larger, larger numbers. Don't have any impact on me. It's all numbers at the end of the day. Right. But it, your power is in your team and your network and the, your willingness to learn from your mistakes and to take action. But you're going to see a problem through. See, that's what I like about you is that you're not going to just walk away and throw your hands up when things don't go right. Like, unfortunately, a lot of people in America tend to do. <laughs> you're more along the lines of, okay, let's figure out how we got here. And we let's like get to this. deal with who guys American call stand-up guys. Mm -hmm. And in order to be able to work with stand-up guys, we have to be one of those guys. Yes. And that's what we do every time. We, we want to build more visibility, of mm -hmm. course, to have more leads, to have more financial friends willing and interested in investing with us. And we want to be able to perform up to our own and their expectations. So Outstanding. that's what we are always working on. 
All right. Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time to come out here today, and I always take away some good information every when I have you got out here, and I love to see it at our local events and whatnot. So I just wanted to point out another thing. Yeah. Talking about doing the real things, you know, the deals that we're doing, we are very down-to-earth people. Mm-hmm. We mail out yellow letters, which is one of the most effective way for us, I and mean, we're tracking down all our numbers. Right now, thanks to the way we do business, we get as many deals from yellow letters as we get from referrals. So we got to be stand-up guys to do this kind of, to, to be able to do business this way. And another thing that is very effective for us is door knocking, which is something that we're going to implement on doing, leaving, you know, not business cards, but like postcards with information about us. So yes, we are the guys that are eating the roads, eating the bushes. That's a golden nugget that I'm going to go ahead and continue right on there. And I was going to bring it to a close, but I want to talk about those two things. I'm glad you brought those up. First of all, I, I, some of you may have overlooked what he just said, and I want to make sure we, we reiterate that, is that you guys have done an equal amount or, or similar amount of deals with direct mail that you have networking. Yes, correct. So that goes to show you the power of networking. As of right now, we actually have people that are bird doggings for us, if that right. makes sense. Does yeah. that make oh, yeah. sense? Absolutely. For us on a regular basis, because they see that we, we've been able to close in this many deals, refer from people, and they want to be able to to help us the way that they helped us to make more money for them. Right. And people that already referred us deal are bringing us more. So it, it's great. I mean, it's just, I remember a few years back talking to a friend of mine when we were kind of slower in the growth of our activity compared to how quickly we wanted to develop it. And he said, man, don't hit yourself up because it's not progressive. It's exponential. And we are at the point where we see that it's really snowballing. Help people understand what a bird dog it means to you, what, what that relationship looks like. Because a lot of people don't understand that are new what a bird dog is, what the function of a, a bird, bird dog is. A bird dog is somebody that might know a lot of people or know people that we don't know, maybe because they're neighbors, maybe because they are family relatives, whatever the relationship is. And they understand there might be a possibility for them to sell and there might be profit to be made, but they don't necessarily know how to achieve that solution for both parties. Right. So it just points us in the right direction. I know a friend of mine, you may want to take into consideration talking to him. I know he wants to sell. I know he has, he's facing some challenges. Right. And we like to deal, you know, we are real estate, helpful solutions. Right. We're not speculators. We're not the guy that work for a big company and they just need to put the house under contract. They need to buy low and sell high. We don't need to sell at all. You're just solving wanna... problems. Exactly. Yes. So one of the techniques that Larry and Pete always talk about is, yes, understand what the seller wants to do. Write down all the information that they give you, you know, the T-bar. Pete always talks oh, yes. about the P-bar. The T-bar. The, the T-bar, yeah. And that's something that, I don't know why, but we started to do only six months ago. And we started doing after reading the book, Getting to Yes. So oh, yes. After, reading it, the bo- after reading the book... I started doing it, even though I heard it like 20 times from Larry and Pete and Jack. <laughs> I don't know what triggered in my mind. And the, the response, the feedback that we receive from the seller is astonishing. While before we looked like you know, foreigners, young investors yep. that just wanted to get the deal, now they see, honestly, numbers in writing. They are actually writing the numbers most of the times. We have them, as Larry suggests, have them writing. Exactly. They see that we're not tweaking the reality. We're just facing you with the truth in a way that you might have not seen before. And from that, we create a base on which we can work together. And again, we don't need to buy low and sell high. 
we are here to acquire property that we can hold on to for our retirement plan, for long term. So if we can work out a scenario with the seller, it's what we are all about. Exactly. You're out there solving problems. And, and the board dogs does not necessarily know how to do this. So this is why it just puts us, puts us in touch with that somebody and we take it over. Once that it works out, it gets rewarded for his help and confidence. Jim, Jim Rohn said it best and he said, uh, we get paid to bring value, value to, to the, the marketplace. marketplace. Yes. <laughs> I use that slide from time to time on the uh, for my cash flow event. Jim Rohn, you, you can you can name a quote and I can finish yeah, it 99% exactly. of exactly. the time. Because a lot of real estate investors or wannabe investors, they forget that vital step. If you're bringing value to the marketplace, you will be able, it will return itself. You give to the marketplace, the marketplace will give back to you. It's just, now, it takes time to bring value to the marketplace. It does. We're not paid by the time. That's we are right. paid by value. Exactly. And that was another life-changing. It's not an hourly equation. Right. For sure. That was another life-changing lesson. I said, man, I made $40 per hour. No, that ain't it. Because if that was the case, you could just stay home and send you the check. You know yeah, what I mean? exactly. But, I mean, and, and that's what happened with the podcast. It's like we started the podcast and you kind of lose track of how many, how much all these systems start to cost. It's like, so we have an editor and then we have the marketing people and we have this and we have that. And then we've got uh, that. We got to do this and do that. And by the time you add it up, you're like, Oh my God, I've got a couple thousand dollars a month invested in giving right. away information. It's like, right. woof, this gets, <laughs> right. but it does pay off. Well, number one, we get the benefit of people call us from around the country. And we know that the information we put out in some cases it's changing lives. It's making people take action and do things they wouldn't normally do themselves. And that's why we like to work with you, Tyler, since the very beginning. We really see that you put your heart and soul in what you're doing. I mean, we came here a bit earlier before previous this recording, and we knew that you would have understood. I mean, we were just breaking down a couple of notes what we're going to talk about today. Sure. And we told you, we want to make sure that we provide value yes. to your audience yes. because we know that this is your goal. Right. And we don't want to let you down when you invite us in your show. I mean, it's as important for you as it is for us. And we know that you take this to heart and that's why we, we enjoy working with you. And thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate that. My audience knows how much I care about them. And it's the fact that, and we had even talked about you had said, you know, your guests. I'm like, well, add up how many guests I've really had. I've got a lot of episodes, very few guests. I'm very particular about who I bring on the show. Not that there's necessarily, I'm not talking about the bad people, but you're just, there's only so many people that are good enough for my audience. And you, you are definitely good enough. There's only one other guest that I've ever had on the show that's appeared, two other guests on the show that have appeared more than you on the Cashflow Guys podcast. And one of them is my business partner, Paige. And the other one is my wife. <laughs> Otherwise, everybody else has been a one-hit wonder. Not that they weren't fantastic guests, but I'm very particular about who comes on the show because I know that the value you take away, the, that you provide to the audience, that the audience takes away from this. And, of course, you also get value out of this because this does help position you. And I hope that, ladies and gentlemen, if you need help getting unstuck, you want to take things to the next level, go over to their website. We'll put the link in the show notes. Drop them a phone call, drop them an email, let them see if they can help you out or maybe get you unstuck. Maybe you guys can joint venture on a deal, figure something out. But that my takeaway from this episode, folks, is it all comes back to the original thing of just it's it's building that foundation of relationships. Absolutely found right. relationships. You want anything you want to close with before we wrap up? Say that again, sir. Anything you want to close with before we wrap up? I just wanted to thank you to giving the giving us the, the opportunity to do this follow-up episode and yeah it's been a great experience working with you we really appreciate it 
Well, we look forward to having you on again, and I hope it's not going to be a whole year this time. We're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have you on again, hopefully. As we'll... long as we can bring value, it's uh, huge for us. It's a great opportunity to be able to inspire people just sharing what we're doing. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it again. Thank you again. Ladies and gentlemen, just a reminder, if you, like I said at the beginning of the episode, if you have not joined our Facebook group, uh, even only that we can get them in there as well, make sure that you take the steps to go over there. You can The easiest way to get there, because Facebook uh, sometimes is a little cranky on, on how they their search terms work, the quickest way we've done a, a quick link for you, just go to cashflowguys.com forward slash group. That's cashflowguys.com forward slash group. Cashflow Guys TV is going to be coming up here in the month of May. So if you're listening to this now, this episode just released, probably in the month of May, you should see Cashflow Guys TV. Um, you'll be able to get there by going to cashflowguys.tv, the cashflowguys.tv. So instead of cashflowguys.com, you go to cashflowguys.tv. It will take you to our live show that'll be on Fridays at 11 o'clock in the mornings. Every Friday, unless I'm on vacation or out goofing off, we will try to be out there to bring more value to you in the marketplace. Also, You'll be able to reach that show by, besides watching it live, you'll be able to participate in the show. You can ask questions live on the show. There'll be a call in line that you can, you can call in and have your questions answered live on the show, or you can call them in and uh, recorded if you want. And you can also join us on the Zoom session via Zoom, which is an online platform where your video and audio will be live on the show and you can be on the show with me as a uh, kind of participant live in the show. So. We look forward to seeing you guys on those episodes, and we look forward to hearing from you next week. Have a great day, and keep learning to earn. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.